0: Choose a side. Right. I'm like, I like neutrality. I like
1: it in the middle.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Literally. I know. I know. I know. You know I mean, yeah, and I'm I, a
0: middle child. Like, I. You right. know, that's very much my energy is yeah. to like kind of find, find a centered way, approach.
1: For sure. but At the same
0: time, you know, it's like, what what is that voice in me that's mm-hmm. like, why don't you just cut off? Is up it yours? At the end of the time, sure. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think
1: there's a lot to be said about environment too.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in for the Reminders Podcast. This episode was recorded last August. uh, In fact, the same day that I recorded the episode with Stephen Steinway. I think that was episode 13 or 14. And we decided not to release this right away. Lucinda had just returned to Cincinnati from uh, going to a rainbow gathering and then spending about a month at Sage Valley, this property out in Indiana. that is essentially a off-grid community a budding, budding off-grid community. And she was also preparing to move to Hawaii for the winter. That didn't end up happening. I'll let her cue us in on the details another time. But we decided to revisit this episode and I listened just a couple days ago. It's really great. It's probably one of my favorites, honestly. Um, Listen, it's just a joy to talk to She tells a little bit about uh, her experience at Sage Valley, living in community, and um, it's just generally a throwback to summer vibes. You can hear the cicadas singing in the background, and you can see us sweating it out on the back balcony. Um, I guess pretty fitting for the schizophrenic weather patterns we've been having here, at least in Cincinnati. Snowed and now it's feeling like spring and I'm sure it'll snow again and Yeah, so I feel bad for the Animal life and plants that are starting to bud and probably get their migration patterns all out of whack, but anyway um, Yeah, speaking of summer vibes in the background you hear an instrumental version of a unreleased song of mine called palm It's a intro track to the phase two of the Fate Weaving EP series slash album, uh, which will likely be released under my new band name. We'll get into that another time. So now that that track is fading, uh, let's take a moment to tune into a little meditation, because why not? So wherever you are, just come back to yourself. I know I can use this grounding and melting into the moment. Apparently three quarters of a cup of coffee is too much for me these days. So let's just notice our natural breathing. If you can feel into your heartbeat, feel the pulsing sensation of what it feels like to be you today. Simply notice. Just allow yourself to come into a more relaxed state of being. This is our natural state, after all. be so fruitful to engage in these mindfulness practices to actively remind our body of how good it can feel to be here as well as how good it can feel to bear witness to and allow and accept the less than savory and pleasant emotions that may be held and or processing through our body in a given moment as well. To remind ourselves of our resilience. To find the middle ground between chasing and doing and action and the passive receptivity of relaxation and rest. Let's return to this awareness the self-awareness and witnessing mode as often as we can throughout this podcast and throughout the rest of our day thank you for listening you feel that way? when did
1: you when did you get those? at what a uh, pyro oh that's
0: right that's right
1: they suit yeah, you it,
0: it, it was like a big decision as to what the sunglasses were gonna be yeah like Cause I didn't have any sunglasses getting to pyro and so we like spent quite a bit of time looking for some yeah and these were the only ones that like didn't suck okay and I finally bought them and put them on I'm like these make things
2: brighter <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> but no it does it does like shade the uv a little bit That's but good. it definitely everything looks yellow it's kind, of, kind of cool
1: mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I might want to get some
0: I've had a few people compliment me on the, the round shades. Yeah. And honestly, I'm still getting used to the way I look. Like, if I yeah. do ever catch myself in the mirror right. with these on, I'm like, ugh. Kind of <laughs> weird. I
1: like it. But they're cool
0: on the inside, so it's <laughs> right. whatever. That's what matters. I yeah. see. And they lasted like. for like a full month. Right. So, yeah, that's the, the thing with sunglasses. Peeters.
1: I gave up sunglasses so long ago.
0: I right. read one
1: thing on the interwebs once that said that... Um, the way your body processes the, the hormone D that comes from the sun, mm-hmm. it starts with your retina.
0: Okay. And so
1: sunglasses are that like one of the sense. big things that we're not, that we're not supposed to listen to the push for sunglasses.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, yellow seems I like, I can believe that. Yeah. I, I saw a video. Anytime you hear me say, uh, I saw a video. It's probably code for, I was on TikTok.
1: <laughs> got it. <laughs> got it.
0: And someone was talking about, um, utilizing the, uh, they had a word for it, but when the sun is setting or rising, mm. horizontal sunlight, maybe is oh, the phrase they okay. use. I'm not sure. But basically, kind of what you're getting at, that it, it gets into our eyes and really wakes us up. Interesting. And like helps uh, regulate our circadian rhythm sense. and everything. That makes total sense to But me. that it, it kind of needs to be that um, sunrise mm-hmm. for it to be energizing and, and alerting. Right. To wake you up i mean if that you, really
1: resonates yeah. if you
0: like me roll out of bed at 9 30 and like maybe we'll go outside at right. 10 or 10 30 right. you know yeah. like of course the sun's always good for you yeah you know uh, that's you're true getting too baked in the sun yeah, you know right. that definitely sort About of happened to me a little bit over the weekend i was by like five on saturday i was like man I, i'm starting to get like maybe a little concerned about getting sun bleached mm. just like energetically yeah like i just i felt Too it raining on yeah. me but then the sun started going down i was like the temperature immediately dropped right like a, to a very comfortable yeah. degree and i was talking to someone they're like no nah, you're gonna be tan tomorrow like you're good I was like, okay cool okay thanks and then i look in the mirror i'm like i look so red <laughs> <laughs> but no I think they're right I mean first of all like it was just it was positive imagining and I appreciate right, that you right. know
1: yeah we need that
0: yeah that's on the true. other hand I think they're right like it, it wasn't the the like hue of pink that you know you're gonna yeah, have like sunburn right.
1: it hurts yeah when it's coming yeah. yeah and it
0: wasn't really hurting it was just I was just so aware that my right. skin had been in the sun yeah, so long for sure but no the next day it, it was it was fine
1: that's good
0: and it's kind of funny like honestly on this pretty similar conversation of like sunglasses and like the the way the sun is interacting with our eyes Mm -hmm. and our body uh when i was talking to ella on the podcast she was talking i'm pretty sure it was on the podcast she was talking about how she doesn't use you know sunscreen and how she feels like uh that really it's the fear Mm -hmm. of these things that Mm -hmm. kind of brings them about yeah i've talked about that with like mosquitoes before yeah you know Cause, and I mean, I'm sure there's a million factors to everything, yeah. but like yeah. Kara gets eaten up. Does she? It's, it's a thing for her. Like, She, yeah. she doesn't like the bugs. Interesting. On her and like, and they they fuck with her. Yeah. Me, I'm like, I mean, of course, like if they are messing with me, I don't enjoy it. Right. But like maybe maybe that. it's my blood type or.
1: Right. All, good all the luck. factors. But yeah. yeah,
0: they don't really mess with it too too um,
1: much. So that's one of the most intense parts of the experience that we uh, endured at Sage Valley was the bugs. Yeah. And I knew that that was a part of the thing I was going to have to face for sure. And I, I 100% agree that there is some layer of it that is energetic.
0: Yeah. And have,
1: like, carrying a fear about it definitely, I think, attracts them.
0: I, th- I mean, I yeah. think so. But that's a good way of putting it, though. There's, it's one layer. Yeah. It's not this or right. that. Right. Because I, I think
1: that it might be true about blood types, maybe. Mm-hmm. And standing water somewhere that brings mosquitoes right. into your yeah, environment. Exactly. Stuff like that. And
0: if you're the only person there, they're going to be going right, for you. If right. there's a couple people, maybe they smell out. Yeah. The one that's, right, you know what I mean? Right. It's weird. yeah like, it it'll is. It'll just be me and Karen. She's getting eaten yeah. up. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you freaking out about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a <the> problem. <laughs> that's funny. There was, um, there was a woman who came for summer camp um, who had two really beautiful children. She's actually bringing them. To see Nora for her birthday party, which is so awesome. Nora's going to, like, lose her mind. Um, She... Yeah, like, one of the first things that she wanted to contribute, because a lot of people that came had the intention to volunteer for the summer camp. Mm-hmm. And it was, I saw it unfold in many people, this, what do I do? No one's telling me what to do. I don't know, what should I do? And they would ask me, what do you think I should do? Yeah. So DARE, she found this space eventually where she wanted to help care for the land. And so she got her gloves that she brought, and she started pulling some, some weeds and stuff. And I could see, like, this tinge of, um, hmm, that's interesting, kind of like judgments from other people. And yeah. I just kind of like, you know, witnessed what was going on. Um, and she expressed often that she was scared of ticks,
2: mm-hmm. that she
1: really wanted to bring down like certain grass levels and certain parts of the play area that maybe would, you know, bring a tick to yeah. her children's skin. Um, and uh, the Bad friend... concern, for sure. Yeah. And then there was um, a friend that she had that like kicked down a hornet's nest. Anyway, dare. She went so far as to like pulling these plants out of the ground where nobody knew there was a yellow jacket nest. And so she ended up getting, like, all these yellow jackets stuck in her clothes. And at the very same time, her son stepped on a piece of glass.
2: Oh, no. Her daughter,
1: they left for um, to celebrate their dad's birthday and came back um, several days later to do more of the summer camp. And while they were gone, she... They believe she came in, like, she had a Lyme situation. She had been bitten by a tick, and so she ended up on antibiotics for that. And there was was definitely, like, this vocalized fear of all of these things that she suddenly was starting to experience in this rapid succession. Mm
2: -hmm. And, like,
1: I will say for sure that I had this big fear of ticks when we got there, and I saw them all the time they were everywhere really yeah it was like it was really intense for a while and yeah. I don't know when or how the fear subsided but eventually it just did really like, I just started to accept that well they live here yeah <laughs> and I would watch the people around me like find one and burn it and that made me feel weird mm. even though we don't want to share them with other people or throw them where someone's gonna walk or yeah, whatever um, but it, it, like it just felt sticky to me to like really? burn a bug yeah really? yeah and I, I huh. hadn't really felt that way before
2: yeah
1: um, so yeah I'm not sure where the transition period was but eventually the fear subsided and then there were no more ticks so that's interesting for sure That is
0: interesting you know i've been thinking a lot about that in particular like ticks in particular you know because uh jessa reed got bit by a tick in 2020 okay and then like twice again Mm. like after going through this like year-long recovery Mm. you know whatever whatever and then like a few months ago she got bit again and stuff so like People were kind of, that was kind of on the consciousness yeah. of, you know, this event that I went to that was mm-hmm, kind of like right. a gathering yeah. in honor of Jesse Reed.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it didn't really cross my mind too much. Interesting. You know, because I, I had definitely thought about it a lot when we were at Sage Valley mm-hmm. because people were, you know, kind of like.
1: Talking about dicks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Giving the cautionary. Right. Heads up. And, um, you know, my, uh, someone that I lived with in Northside, uh, one of my, landlords it was her house that i lived in like she had lyme disease and it just it really affected her in a Mm -hmm. really negative way yeah so i I had like a first or or, you know secondhand like knowledge of how bad that illness can be and how it can affect your life so you know because you know me like i'm like ah don't think about negative stuff don't bring it towards you but like you know when you hear more stories you know actual people who have actually gone through these things It's a little harder just to like throw it it away yeah for sure
1: for sure but
0: anyway so uh, you know you and i have talked a lot about importance Mm. levels and Mm -hmm. stuff before so i've I've done a decent amount of work of trying to lower my importance around that particular thing
2: Yeah. yeah
0: but yeah i mean uh going off the jessa reed story about it like her partner you know he's more used to living like in rural areas and whatnot mm-hmm. they live in tennessee mm-hmm. and like he'll have ticks on him like multiple times a week you know yeah. like maybe even get bit and stuff yeah. And it just doesn't affect him funny you know so it, it is interesting it is. the the connection between our yeah. expectations of things and our sure. fear about things sure. versus our acceptance well, and yeah. or ignorance yeah you know, sometimes ignorance is healthy.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah that, what's that I saying? Say. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Goat, the guy that lives on the bus, because, um, you know, I was expressing all this fear when we first got there because I was yeah. pulling ticks off of Nora left and right, yeah. you know, and I'd feel. There's something about the way they, they crawl where they're pretty easy to feel. Mm. So maybe that was my, like the beginning of my transition. Like, okay, well, I'm getting them all. Gotcha. You know, they're not getting yeah. to me. They're yeah, not getting yeah, yeah. into her skin. You know, right, they're not yeah. biting. I can see them. They're very big. Yeah. Some of them are very small. But mm-hmm. we didn't see any of those, as far as I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, like, I was talking to Goat about it because, like, for, for a while it was just us. And he talked about how there's a certain, like, bioderm that you create when you're not, like, showering all the time, using soap all the time. Mm. Um, that maybe, maybe has, like, a certain uh, effect on the, the, I don't know, bugs. Like, hmm the dirty guy <laughs> or you're one with nature at that point, And so they're just like less interested in like this outside source of something. Really, Yeah. It was a really interesting so take interesting. on it. Yeah. Cause he didn't have any issues with ticks and he's been living there since like the winter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, that's reminding me of something that I can't put my finger on, mm. but I feel like this has been coming up a in, in conversation recently too. I, I can't really remember. I can't grab the thread, but it feels like, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, literally just, However much we try to protect ourselves from nature, it's almost that we're doing the opposite. Yeah, like we're challenging it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or that we're actually leaving ourselves more susceptible by, you know, not having strong immune systems. Right. From actually being immersed with the land versus, you know, being protected in the land. So
1: the skin is the largest part of the immune system. Like, it's the first barrier yeah, to all right. of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: that's an interesting idea to, like, combine with this idea of a bioderm film that we're building if we're sweating and not washing it off mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, wild.
0: That's wild. So, Nora got chicken pox, eh?
1: I thought so. You thought so? I did think so. So, she, yeah. Just, so, this is, is definitely up? in alignment with this. No. No, she's still in the thick of what she's got going on. So it's part of the reason that we came back when we did. I probably would have stayed (laughs) a lot longer, if I'm being honest. Um, So, yeah, she was suffering quite a bit. And um, when it first started happening, it occurred to me as like a bunch of mosquitoes. If I'm being totally transparent, I was very much about the bug spray. Right? When we first got there, all Mm -hmm. the fear. No, no, no. Um, And like being in the cabin itself, like it, it wasn't totally secluded. From the outside, yeah. there lots of cracks and holes, and okay. living with lots of spiders that we just got to know and love, and it was fine. <laughs> Eventually, it was fine. Um, yeah, and really, just yeah, it was great. But yeah, toward the end, no really, we loved. No the really, it was fine. <laughs> it well, was not okay. An so it was very educational. Like that's where I started to like hang my hat on. Okay, I love you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Because Nora would wake up and see a spider like wrapping its food, and then we got to talk about that. And Nora got to, and I want to give her that neutrality about nature you know i don't want to i when i see a giant wolf spider i have things going on inside my body um she's like look mom look how cool that is hi spider and i'm like
0: hi spider
1: we're gonna go now you go back to bed spidey
0: have a good day
1: see you later or not (laughs) yeah spiders are still a thing for me
0: yeah i'll get to that okay so
1: um Yeah, so these bumps started rising and I thought, okay, these pesky mosquitoes. Then I thought, chiggers. Shakers Mm, are really, really small. Um, She hadn't worn shoes almost the entire time we were there. Some of the hotter days she had shorts on. Most of the time she was wearing pants. There were several days during summer camp that it was so hot. There was like a slip and slide and a bikini thing. Um, So I thought, okay, you know, it's just a part of the experience. You know, she's going to be itchy. So we went and got all the things I could think to get. We Mm -hmm. tried all the oils first, um, lemongrass from head to toe, (laughs) anything I could think of to ward them off. I think tea tree is like the thing they hate the most. And so I started putting around her ankles and stuff. Um, and then I got really lax, like, out of nowhere. I stopped using all the bug sprays and the things, and then she started to get the more bumps. And so we just kept an eye on it, and they, sorted, they seemed to have a stage. So Kenzie came to me one morning and said, So I was with this person and that person. This person had shingles. Their son got chickenpox from that. That was like a month ago. Mm. Then we learned that the incubation period, if you come into contact with that, would be about 21 to 30 days. So we were like... And she brought this to me because her daughter started having spots on her face that looked similar to the way it was starting with Nora. Mm. Um, so a couple days I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And like in this like naturally minded, holistic uh, living lifestyle, there's uh, – and Nora's not vaccinated, right? Not for the chicken pox at least. She got like the first three when she was young and then we decided not to do anymore. That's true. Um, I was vaccinated for the chicken pox. So then I thought that made sense why I wasn't getting any bumps, if that's an mm. effective way to keep it out of my system. Yeah. Um, but Maybelle, the girl that was having the spot, she hadn't been vaccinated. So we just went through this whole list of, like, real possibility. And I started to celebrate. If you get chickenpox in the wild without uh, being induced by a vaccine, you're, you're may- way more likely to build a lifelong immunity to that. And then mm. you don't have the possibility of shingles as an adult or chickenpox mm. as an adult, which apparently is, like, the worst thing.
2: Oh, yeah. So
1: I started to celebrate. And we joked about, like, having a chickenpox camp out and, like, you know, to weed out the people that aren't really in alignment with this mm. way of thinking. And we didn't do that. But um, it was a funny joke for a while. So I hung my hat on that. I was like, yeah, this is what's happening for sure. Because um, she, uh, several, like a week or two before that, spiked a fever out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. This progression of things makes mm-hmm. sense. I connected it all together. Um, and then Mays Bell's spots went away. Hmm. And we were like, okay, so that's not it. So I took her to see a holistic health practitioner, a holistic health care practitioner. Oh, yeah. um, and she said that very likely it was a combination of chiggers, mosquitoes, and poison ivy. Oh wow! And then I started to just watch her and her activities for the day. And she definitely was going to this one spot to pee right outside the cabin that had a bunch of poison ivy next to
2: it. Mm. And, you know,
1: she and I had had several conversations. It was one of those things. Like, are we going to really focus on the poison ivy that's around us? We're going to be aware, but are we really going to talk about it every day? Are mm-hmm. we going to bring more of that yeah. fear into it or not? Yeah. Yeah. And Kinsey and her family don't have reactions to poison ivy. So they, like, don't think about oh, it. Um, and I love that it's energy. That. Right? right? Um, Anyhow, so I, that's where we landed with that. And once we got gotcha. back to Cincinnati, she saw a regular pediatrician who practices Western medicine, and we collected to find a course of treatment that's really supportive to what she's going through right now. Gotcha. Um, in the end, I think that she has really sensitive skin, and I've learned that the first exposure to poison ivy, if you are, in fact, allergic, which is most people, can be really extreme. So mm-hmm. she's feeling better. She's a bit uncomfortable, but she and herself is great. She's wild happy. Yeah, yeah, she's good.
0: Gotcha. She's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you got got some closure on what mm-hmm. that might be. Cause that can that can be rabbit holes of anxiety for when sure. you start to see multiple yeah <laughs> multiple symptoms yeah and multiple things that it could be
1: right but, yeah and that was that was definitely uncomfortable just not knowing
0: yeah which
1: was the test in it you know yeah. to just be okay with not knowing for as long as I could be okay with that
0: right. but yeah it
1: definitely played a part in us coming back to find some extra support for yeah.
0: Her. Yeah, that actually kind of brings me back to what we were talking about before I had to turn my computer Mm. on. (laughs) Um, You were talking about, like, balance and logistics of people playing their roles and not having, you know, all of the responsibility of one sector going on just one or two people or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that's a really important thing to... Or just a, a very real... And necessary thing to mm-hmm. attend to yeah. when we're talking about intentional living, for sure. Especially off grid living, mm-hmm. you know, taking the power into our own hands right. as to how do we, how do we embody the infrastructure of our community mm-hmm. and of our, of our society, the mm-hmm. way that we, you know, pay taxes. Right. And we expect that roads will be there. We expect that we will have access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously a whole. Yeah, storm of a black right. hole i mean a rabbit hole <laughs> rabbit <laughs> <laughs> maybe a black hole anyway you know but but you know there are structures in place whether we like them mm-hmm. or could see more fluid ways of them right. operating they are there yeah um so yeah i just like i said i am really interested to see like specifically how that operates in hawaii mm-hmm. and um and just you know i think it's it's again just something that we need to really think about because you know We've heard our friends talk about, oh, it'd be great if we all lived in a, on, on some land together and stuff like, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, that's, that's a common, common uh, hippie dream to have, you know, and I'm not putting that down obviously, Mm -hmm. but you know, the, the very real aspects of that, you know, how are we going to like cohabitate any sort of environment and like, how do the roles get broken up and. And even in terms of like thinking about how we could evolve mainstream society. Mm-hmm. You know, how mm-hmm. can we how can we operate in ways that all of the nitty, gritty, dirty work jobs are being done. Right. You know? Um, but in a way that feels fair mm-hmm. and and flow. Right. And balanced. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So obviously I, I think it's, it's tricky answer. to
1: be attached to the idea that it's always going to flow and there's not going to be any sticky parts or yeah, moments of conflict. Sure. Like, there definitely is always going to be, like, something to grow through, mm-hmm. especially when you're living with that many people, you know? No doubt. And I think that um, integrating that kind of mindset into a, a more normal societal way of living is like having a garden in your backyard you know, starting with something like that, you start to get really familiar with the work that goes into the food that you're eating, mm-hmm. as an example. So it's it's little things that you don't really think are contributing to this bigger idea, but they definitely are. They definitely are. I also think it's mm-hmm. important to... Um, Allow yourself to expand, you know, like once I, once I found these roles and maybe, maybe it's that point of discomfort or feeling like it's all on your shoulders is when you can be called to explore something else,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: not that you want to neglect the thing that maybe you took on to begin with, but if you're expressing, Hey, I need help with this. You can then like, I, I really enjoyed learning about what was going on around me. And I felt very comfortable to ask questions and get involved in things that I hadn't been involved in before. Like I felt like I was there to learn more. Yeah. Um, and so that's an aspect of it to it, to it for sure. Like being able to flow from one job or role to another Mm -hmm. and offer like this total support you know to the people in the environment around you
0: totally that was actually something that came up from the weekend uh because you know we were on a discord server everyone that went to the camp out and stuff and they're talking about um doing like an integration meetup online you know like Zoom calls Mm -hmm. in the coming weeks and just, you know, have, have a space for people to talk about the things that came up and things that we're growing through and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that, um, someone brought up, uh, my friend Kate that I had a really uh, beautiful conversation with, uh, she brought up on the discord, you know, something that really is helpful in these types of communities that are, you know, trying to be conscious and not turn into a hierarchy or dare say a cult, Mm. you know, is like, uh, the rotating,
1: leadership yeah you know
0: allowing space for like if someone feels called to lead a certain thing Mm -hmm. you know to Mm -hmm. do that right and uh have this shared power in that sense that feels really empowering Mm -hmm. that feels like a natural flow rather than it you know I mean one per, you know the king of a community that Mm. pretty weird yeah it is yeah I don't want to go to that community yeah yeah um you know I've I've flirted with the idea that like you know, maybe, maybe there was something to monarchies in the sense that, like, at least like there was a structure and people like knew where they stood. Yeah, which I feel almost a little cringy saying, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, there's it, a
1: certain like level level of comfort yeah. when you know what your place is, but that's really easy to get stuck into. Yeah. and I think that leaning into a more, yeah, off-grid community-based, right. you know, whatever you want to call it, lifestyle mm-hmm. away from this societal norm that we're in right now, um, I think that that's. Part of that is, yeah, not not being so stuck where you are.
2: Right. Not that
1: you don't have or are born with a certain skill set that's beneficial to your community or to yourself. Right. Like, I still feel that you should do what you feel called to do and express, you know, the skill sets that you have. But, like, yeah, like I said, being open. Mm-hmm. Being open to exploring other parts of it, too. Having that, yeah, that shared responsibility is everything.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I
1: found a lot of my time was spent hanging out with the kids you know while somebody else a parent would need to go and do something else like reorganize the tool shed or paint the tools in a color code so the kids didn't play with the red ones and Mm -hmm. like it's all about really just flowing through the space and paying attention being aware about what's going on around you yeah for sure totally so yeah i get what you're saying having that that structure in place can be beneficial but also allowing that balance allowing that um the ability to like the wiggle room
0: for it to to fluctuate yeah there is still some sort of like organic yeah order or structure right templates yeah. that are flowing yeah. yes you know and alive. of course to to be clear like I, i'm i don't mean to romanticize you know days of old medieval right. you know like yeah you might know where you stand but like your quality of life you know obviously yeah. i recognize the yeah. inequity and everything right. but like i'm just shining a light at how how uh overwhelming life can be mm. in our sort of normal mainstream existence of you know where we we feel like we're in a democracy we feel like we have some sort of power Mm -hmm. but you know and we could argue whether to what degree that is real or not or 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 in what sectors our power truly Mm. lies Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's just easy to get overwhelmed with the the whole gamut of possibility that you know of course not everyone Feels that privilege to have access to. Oh, I could, I could be anything, right. you know. But it's I think you get what I'm getting. at. do. I do. You know? I and there's, totally there's so do. many st- stories to yeah. to tune into. Right. You know, I think a lot of people feel ungrounded and mm-hmm. overwhelmed by the sheer mass and volume yeah. of information yeah. and possible life life paths. Mm-hmm, Whereas, sure. you know, if you grow up as a bard. You know, in a Bards family, you grew up in a blacksmith family, you know, whatever. What you like, you kind of had your path. And, there, yeah. and it wasn't so much... I mean, again, I I don't know why I'm speaking like I actually know how it was.
1: <laughs> we have but, an idea.
0: But I feel like it wasn't so much like... I don't, I don't feel like there was resentment. Mm. Because there's residue of that even in, you know, American culture. Where, you know, you think of like... Uh, you know, just people that are more um, connected to, like, small business family business mentality you know where it's like you'd feel proud to carry on your your father's work or whatever it may be you know and i think it was in the dawn of you can be anything that resentment started to pop up like oh i don't want to carry out your stupid business i want to be a rock star or whatever you know or a basketball player you know like now we've like got this whole different anyway that's a huge other conversation we don't have to go that um, deep into. But no, I'm, I'm the feeling the,
1: the way that it's flowing. I mean, yeah. there's there's so much to that. There's so much to that. And like I was saying, when we first arrived, I was feeling really ungrounded. Like, what yeah. do I do here? Right. You know, like, what yeah. am I going to be useful for? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it is. it was such an internal process for me. And I probably could have, like, leaned outward and said, hey, I'm struggling with, like, where I fit and asked sure. for some kind of yeah. direction. Yeah, sure. um, But yeah, man, what Seems an like experience. It oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. For sure. Um, this makes me think of a... The patterns are so intricate (laughs) it makes me think of like um i've had lots of conversations in the last month or so about food which as you know has been like a a whole thing in my life with nora and wanting to raise her in the healthiest way possible and Mm -hmm. give her this really great foundation for healthy eating and how to nourish her body Mm -hmm. um and we talked a lot about what we think is true about the olden days and how you know here's what's for dinner And how there wasn't a lot of conversation around that, you know, with the children Uh or the the wife or anybody, you know, like they just made the food that they had access to and then everyone ate it Mm -hmm. and there was no resentment. There was no, I don't want that. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. there was, I don't know. I wasn't there, but largely speaking, I'm imagining that it was just what it was, Mm -hmm. which just is relating to, yeah, you're you're the son of a blacksmith. And so that's what happens next. Mm -hmm. There is a certain comfort in that for sure. Now we have this myriad of like, you know, bagged food and all these options, all these things to choose from. So Nora, when she wakes up in the morning, she gets to tell me what she wants to eat, Mm -hmm. which has a certain beauty to it too. Sure. But I get what you're saying. It is really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? What do you choose?
0: I feel like, you know, humanity is maybe in a constant state of, not limbo, but a, uh, liminal boundary between like heaven and hell mm-hmm. to put it in
1: terms mm-hmm. that I don't
0: even truly like resonate that. with but yeah, yeah. of like we're, we're constantly like moving towards like having like pure freedom and creativity you know yeah. kind of like the singularity right type of mentality yeah. where like we can create we the creator and the creation become mm. one yet again right mm-hmm. consciously mm-hmm. there was never a separation right, of course. Right. but we're playing this game of yeah. forgetting right yeah and the land of duality and um so it's like there's beauty like you said to having all these choices mm-hmm. and there's sum it down to you know every light has a shadow
1: right that's what it right. comes down to there are two sides you know? to it all mm-hmm. so you
0: know when it comes to food like yeah we have like now we have health food yeah
2: how insane yeah <laughs>
0: And we have like glam glam food.
2: Right. You know, like
0: junk food. Yeah. Like we all want junk food. Like we like like that's like you know what I mean? It's (sighs) weird. It's so weird. So you gotta like weird. And then you as like a human growing in the society, like I'll speak for myself. As a child, you know, like we ate just normal, mainstream fruity pebbles. Like now I'd consider that like glam food. I mean I literally just made up that term, but you know what I mean? Where it's like it feels like breakfast. Yeah. Really. It's just sugar in a bowl.
1: Right. You know, right. Yeah. uh, Glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Glamorous
0: to the tongue and the brain Mm -hmm. and, you know, not Mm -hmm. so much for the rest of the body. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, point being, uh, was there a point? Oh, you know, so, so growing up, it's like kind of unraveling and like taking stock of my attachment to these things. And like, what do I really want to nourish my body with? And coming to clarity that like, what's normal to feed ourselves with isn't always very nourishing right you know right and um so anyway i think uh part of your point too is how adaptive we truly are as humans so you know if we, you just roll roll the tape back 500 years you know like all these different human tribes having very different diets right and all Surviving yeah. and thriving, yeah. probably. Yeah. You know, of course, not I everywhere. Imagine. There was famine, and you know, right. of course, there's always shadow. But you yeah. know, um, and that's a beautiful aspect of humanity is that we can eat uh, processed, literally uh, just drug food. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it should be called, drunk drug food. food, not junk food. It's drug, drug food. food. You eat it because it gets you off for a second, right. and right. then you're needing more, and yeah. the withdrawal ensues. Yeah. And anyway, that's a whole disgusting aspect of humanity right now. But like. It needs to be acknowledged, because it's honestly, like, prevalent.
1: I went to a Mexican restaurant with my mom yesterday. Um, it was quite an experience. I hadn't been in a restaurant in some time. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds really weird to say that, like, that's a whole thing, but it was. <laughs> it was. Living in the woods, sitting down at a El Rancho Grande. It was, right. like, too totally... Anyway,
2: uh-huh. um,
1: the waiter really pressured us to order order margaritas
0: interesting
1: um and it was it was really interesting because he said he asked like three different times within like five seconds Hmm. um and my mom's response was well i have to drive you know we have somewhere to be next so you know you can't drink and drive um and then i just clammed up but after he left i was like all fired up like what's wrong with these people like why are they pushing this poison and you know all this stuff um and yeah, it's just, that is something that I, I thought about for a really long time after that interaction, like how, what could it have done in his life? Maybe even my mom's interjection or her like semi-honest response. She doesn't drink, you know, she, and I wanted her to say that. I don't mm. drink. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's bad for your body. Like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Weird madness. Yeah. Um, but even her suggestion that, like, encouraging alcohol consumption before getting back in a car is really not okay.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: And it's, I, I appreciate, yeah, having the space to air certain parts of the way we're living out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because um, it is real yucky. It is. it is. And
0: obviously, like, he wasn't trying to, like, you know, uh, ha- make sure you're having a good time. You know, a drug of choice. He's working a job. He knows that.
1: High alcohol sales, bigger tips. Yeah, that's the
0: culture. Yeah, of servers is, yeah, what you just said.
1: I've lived it. I've pushed it myself. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you don't want another? That was me. I did it, you know. Bigger
0: bill, bigger tips. Yeah, for sure. same thing happened to me Uh, like a week or two ago. We went to some burger joint, which we, you know, rarely, we hadn't been to that place in years. And, you know, I ordered a beer just. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, You want another? And I was like, No, I'm good. Then she came back like later and she's like, You sure you don't want another? I'm like,
1: <laughs> it's so funny, isn't yeah. it? And I do appreciate that we all have the freedom to choose and experiment with certain things. Like beer specifically, there's so there's a medicinal flavor of hops, you know, like in yeah. the body and the calming method and all mm-hmm. that. I don't have any judgments about it, but yeah. there was something about the way he was about
0: it. It just like yeah. really hit
1: me the wrong way.
0: Ooh, just because it is so normal. Yeah. You know. Right. So normal. And then like he seemed through. mad even. Yeah, you know? that's the weird part. Yeah, totally. And then you feel weird about Right. Yeah, I know. Like it's down to just <laughs> kind of what we talked about, like um, when we were doing the paint pours. You know, yeah. we were talking about um, like deciding whether or not you want to be one of the people that are choosing to do things that are countercultural. Right. Right. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: And like, you know, you posed a question in that that we never truly like got to the bottom of. You were like, what is the discrepancy between saying that alcohol or refined sugar is like essentially I'll say acidic to the body.
1: Mm, Yeah. That's that. Yes. That,
0: um, arguably poison.
1: Right. We'll we'll just (laughs) go for acidic. It's the word that we were using last time.
0: Yeah. Um, I like
1: that though. That is clearly,
0: it is clearly highly acidic, which we all know leads to illness and Mm -hmm. and cancer Mm -hmm. and whatever else. Um, imbalance
2: yeah
0: what's the discrepancy between intellectually knowing that and then i just told you that you know i had a drink the other you know other week like you know karen and i were talking about like doing this reset this year on the podcast and stuff and like you know her and i will break that down on the podcast i'm not gonna get too deep into it but like we didn't get that far into that path okay you know and uh you know i've been back with flirting with alcohol and other things and You know, I'm not like admitting this from a place of shame, but I guess there is a tiny little bit of it, you know, especially since I like made a point to like publicly declare that we were like trying to, you know,
2: uh,
0: clarify, clear out Mm -hmm. things in our lives, you know, um, energies in our lives. And that, that process was honestly a lot more tumultuous than, um, than I wanted it to be. Yeah. I can't even say that. Than I expected. Right. Because you know, I know. Yeah. Like I've tried this many times. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's another push and pull right. and ebb and flow and whatever, yeah. and uh, you know, part of it is just like it's summer, you know. Like I, that that goes back to what we were talking about on that last podcast. You know, um, that it's not wanting to be rigid.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: That's what it kind of boils down for yeah. me. But then I don't know. Maybe that's lack of like. Clarity or lack of like choosing that mission. Yeah. I feel like there's part of me that is kind of calling to like choose a side. Right. I'm like, I like neutrality. I like it in the middle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You know I mean? Yeah, and I'm I, a middle
0: child. Like I you right. know, that's very much my energy is yeah. to like kind of find, find a the centered way, approach. For sure. You know? actually, I get I, that. I like that you said that. Like yeah. that actually makes me feel more confident about yeah good lifestyle yeah you you should
1: feel that way yeah i want that that for you yeah
0: yeah yeah at the same time you know it's like what what is that voice in me that's Mm -hmm. like why don't you just cut Is it yours at the end of the time sure (laughs) um i think
1: there's a lot to be said about environment too Yeah. Um, because i know people that when they think about a hot summer day they think about a juicy watermelon Mm -hmm. you know they don't think about a cold beer on a boat yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, And I've watched myself in this way, like, I'm clearly on the other side of the spectrum at this very moment, and there are lots of filters um, for that, for alcohol specifically, um, all the things that have happened in my life and with the people closest to me, and alcohol. So I get that I'm, yeah, I'm on one side of the spectrum about it, and I I wish for neutrality too. anyway. um, But having, yeah, shifted, I've watched myself go from one, yeah, on that pendulum, go from one extreme to the other, and so the hot summer days very recently spoke to me in the way of watermelons. I, I haven't had any cravings or thoughts about alcohol. Uh, chocolate, that's still a thing for me. Yeah. Sugar, still a that's thing. Really um, but alcohol specifically hasn't been that way. And I remember a time where like, yes, I, wanted, I just justified it um, for myself. Wanting to be in the middle, not wanting to be rigid. It tasted really refreshing, like there were so many mm. like, things about it. But, yeah, environmentally speaking, when you are trying to find one side or the other, what are you surrounded by? Mm
2: -hmm. You know?
1: And, like, the voices that you're hearing, yeah, who do they belong to? I really think it matters, you know, where you are and how you spend your time. And then the balance in that, too. Absolutely. Because now we're back in Cincinnati. We're back in the the throes of this society. Mm -hmm. And Nora called me today to tell me about the ring pop she was eating. And I was like, cool, what color is it? Tell me it's not red. She's like, it's green. I'm like, cool. I hope you enjoy that. Have a great day, you know? Yeah. So it's both. It's always both. Yeah. It's always yeah. both.
0: And, and you know, part of it, too, that I think this is worth representing is, um, you know, the judgment is not serving us.
1: Right. You know, right. so when
0: I find myself in judgment of myself mm. for eating something with sugar in it or having a beer or whatever you know indulging in something that like maybe the monk version of myself wouldn't indulge right. in, wouldn't wouldn't feel compelled or interested right to right. indulge yeah in, you know to experience
2: yeah
0: uh that judgment doesn't serve me mm. you know and especially if i'm judging other people that's not serving either one of us right. you know um so yeah i think uh, part of that neutrality is like Neutralizing the charges that these things yeah, have. Yeah,
1: for sure. You know? like we give it so much power. We do. Yeah, the yeah. importance.
0: Importance. Yeah. 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 The caffeine is really what broke my fast with the reset. Mm. Like it. I lasted like a week and a half, and I was like, I can't be decluttering my house without caffeine.
1: Right. And, right. Uh,
0: and it just, it, it just got me. It yeah. Got me. And anyway, we don't have to go too deep into that, but um. And yeah, hearing I
1: hearing you say that made me want to go inside and get my caffeinated beverage. So that's an interesting layer of it too. I remember a time when someone would talk about a hot day and a cold beer. I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do that.
0: You know, yeah. just get on that
1: bandwagon." Right.
0: So that's interesting. Hop on the boat.
1: Yeah. Right. Summer <laughs> time. So let's cab-
0: let's cabrew it.
1: Right. Have um, you Have you been cabrewing? No, me either. No. They say it's really phenomenal. It's, it, sounds,
0: it sounds pretty fun. I, I could, could definitely be see that being a vibe. Yeah. But um, one thing that I do want to cap this part of the conversation with, um, you know, is the idea of leadership versus following. Mm. Like in what context do I feel compelled or inspired to, to lead the energy right. versus when right. do I feel inspired to follow. Right. Because a lot of times, and I think that word inspired is actually probably crucial mm-hmm. to the energy here because yeah. I think a lot of times we feel obligated yeah. to do one or the other. Right, that right. that great.
1: Choose outside I yeah. That's not inspiration. Yeah. Or
0: follow the, the pack, you know, even, if, even when it's, you know, a group of friends and you love all of those individuals, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes the energy is like, I don't even want to be doing this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, do I choose to follow? Do I choose to lead? And what... What are the consequences of that? We mm-hmm. have to juggle that. Right. You know, is is me leading me leading my ass to the car and leaving? Right. You know. Right. And separating from the yeah. group for a while. That doesn't mean divorcing from the group. You know, but like taking some space, right. taking a break. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's just it's a lot. You know, it's a lot to juggle all the time.
2: hmm And
0: uh, balance has just been really coming back into conversations and big huge reminder to me lately. Keep it in balance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Forgive yourself for for doing the dance, forgive yourself for being a human. Right. You know. Right. We're going we're here to experience. Yeah. We're not here to judge.
1: Yeah. When I when I really lean into that witness mode again, I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it it is easy to forget that. It is. It's it's easy to have been taught forgetfulness and to identify the habit of being asleep. Yeah the witness that is here. I think of the muscle again,
1: like how, what we're exercising and like, Mm -hmm. you know, for all these years before our great awakenings, whatever those were, whenever those were, um, yeah, like, that muscle has been so strong. So even in this other space where we exist now and we have this awareness we didn't maybe have all the time or before, Yeah, that muscle's still the strongest one. Right. You know, the other, other ones, we're working them. Yep. They're getting there.
0: Exactly. You know, which is
1: why we get to have these conversations now because we're building on the other side. Right. So that we can have a balance. Balance, Right, because this one's yeah. really muscular.
0: Exactly. This one's a little
1: weak, but we're finding the balance.
0: Totally, totally. And I've just been thinking about, like, How can I set up infrastructure, which is to say, you know, physical reminders in my life Mm. to remember the clarity that I come to when I'm having a blissful divine time with strangers at a festival or having a conversation with you right here, right now, you know, outside of my house. But then, you know, like I go into my house and then I, I become the ghost of who I've been Mm. in that on text because mm. when we erect walls in a space in an open space on the earth mm-hmm. you know we're confining energy yeah. you know yeah. and you can Literally. you can replace your filters and your ac <laughs> <Right>. as <laughs> diligently as the rest of them mm-hmm. i'll say them not us <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't me
0: but you know it's still there's psychic energy that we sort of box in you know
1: well, I don't think it's sort of. I think
0: it's quite literal. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was tempted to take it into the ghost conversation. I think that's what like the experience of seeing ghosts and stuff is. I think that's They're like. boxed I think it's an energy. Interesting. It's an imprint. Probably not a spirit or a soul right. that actually spends right. time living like in the whole entity. It's but just it's an it's imp- an energy mm, imprint mm. that the that the walls have confined. Interesting. And if they can't get out. Yeah and they're going to keep echoing. This is a
1: really interesting train of thought that I'm having about whether or not people have experienced uh, those encounters in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I don't... I'm feeling like any paranormal, anything I've ever seen or heard about has been in a a confined space.
0: Did you ever see the Blair Witch Project?
1: I remember very vividly the...
0: Yeah, camera I, down I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't but I knew it took place in the <laughs> woods, outside. so I didn't know. Okay, God, but, done. you know, that could be totally fiction. I don't yeah, know. I don't
1: know either. I'm not no, sure. That's a
0: good question. It is. But, um, yeah, it's getting hot, so we should probably wrap this up soon. But um, would you be down to give a quick overview of, like, what's led, your, led you into the decision of going to Hawaii? And sure.
1: Um, how are you feeling
0: about that currently? Oh, and right. All those um,
1: so I guess I would have to say that the normal... Say normal as just the blanket word. The normal everyday stresses of life got to be too much. Trying to manage motherhood and um, a stable income and the social expectations of um, family members and wanting to be um, social with the people that I felt really connected to in, in a friendship, family-ship kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah, just all of that piling onto itself and really not feeling like I didn't really feel like I existed anymore, like I was 100% a robot and feeling all of these obligations that I didn't really feel in alignment with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that was just, to sum it up, the way I felt for a very long time. Um, and then a dear sister friend of mine, Ella, um, came up, you know, throwing seeds into my face and like... I mean, she wasn't planting them gently, you know? She was like, hello yeah. in there. I see you're suffering.
2: Yeah. Look at
1: what I'm doing, you know? And I'm like, whatever. Um, it took me some time, but eventually I came around the possibility of not having to live within four walls, mm-hmm. not having to work a regular study job, not having to participate in energetic exchanges with people that I didn't align with. Um, I started somehow, magically, can't really point to... Um, a reason or a why except, you know, maybe that one outside influence that was really relentless. Yeah. Um, and encouraging me to expand and trust people. Like she introduced me to the language of light group. I feel like that was a really integral part of me going, Oh, so there are all these other kinds of people out here that yeah. aren't, you know, maybe I'm not miserable and maybe it's not me. Maybe they're, I'm just like in the wrong place, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, to collect to it. shift
0: the environment.
1: Yeah. Shifting environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, So to collect it like in a little box, just that, just not wanting to be absolutely miserable anymore, Mm -hmm. um, and exploring the possibilities of what that might look like in a, in a really large way, I felt for some time that I was following only in a different way, only in a different direction. Um, and once I came to grips with that reality that someone had planted a seed and I was allowing it to grow, it felt better, Mm. you know, I'm allowing this and this has come to me for reasons, you know, um, that's good. So I felt, I feel that um, this this path that I'm on now is all about, um, yeah, releasing the the things that aren't in alignment with who I am and where I want to be, and in the, in that. Um, I'm being flipped upside down. You know, I'm being really challenged to really remind myself what is important to me and why. Mm -hmm. So um, I will say that there's a large aspect of the glory of Hawaii, the glory of off-grid living, the glory of the rainbow gathering and the traveling for the summer, giving up all these things. Um, It definitely has this tinge of running Mm. that I had been really not acknowledging. Um, and when we were at Sage Valley and Nora's entire family showed up demanding to see her, it kind of all hit me in this different way. Um, all the things that I've left behind that I felt really didn't resonate with me anymore, they're not things that I can actually give up. Blocking people on my phone, changing my environment, going literally hours away from all the things that really do call for my attention and responsibility, they're not going to go away because I've, I've changed where I am. Yeah. Um... So I'm learning about that right now. I'm learning what it looks like to have that middle ground because I was on one side of the uh, one extreme and feeling really miserable in my life. And then I went to this other extreme and found all this like real pure joy, you know, and it's not that I don't want to take that away from myself, but integrate that Mm -hmm. and find the middle way. So Hawaii is definitely still happening. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really grateful to be on the path I'm on, to have bought the tickets and can't look back um, and to have this experience, you know, for myself and for Nora learning so much all the time about what's really important. Um, But then allowing Nora to have both, allowing myself to have both. So officially Hawaii is temporary. I'm thinking that we're probably going to spend the majority of the winter there and then we'll come back. Oh, okay. Um, I feel really called to Sage Valley.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's giving me chills. mm,
1: I feel like (laughs) really, 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 Really called there, and um, I had really long and awesome conversations with Kenzie about the vision. Yeah. Um, and she, we talked, we walked through all of the land, and she showed me all these spots that are ready for building oh, and wow. all kinds of stuff. So I'm feeling like it's really important right now to find the middle.
0: Love it. That, yeah. That feels great. It does. Yeah. It feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, I just like experience. Really body, like, <laughs> <chills>. <laughs> That'd be a good Wonderful. sign. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm taking it. I like it.
0: <laughs> nice. So yeah, um, yeah, at
1: some point it was definitely like, I'm giving all this up. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I'm doing that instead. But yeah. it's so, not the yeah, way. So,
0: so, so what was th- that initial vision? Was just, you guys were going out there. you you expecting yeah, to Yeah, I'm like, I surrender. Like, yeah. as long as it Whatever lasted, flows, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Someone
1: I met at Sage Valley, his name is Bruce. He um, shared this, his motto, his life motto with me. It, they're, they're not words that I would have chosen but they're really resonant right now for this process I'm going through and it ugh, gosh life is just it just always is perfect timing mm-hmm. he said that um, it'll buff out and I was like ugh, well, roll off my back and then I started thinking about it and I looked at him and he's like you know because in this um, hippy dippy community vibe it's always go with the flow it'll fix itself and trust and surrender and there's so much power in that
2: mm-hmm. um, but
1: buffing takes a little bit of effort you know <laughs> like it will be shiny but let's
0: yeah. Shine it up. That's, you know, that's great.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. Nice. So I'm buffing. Cool. I'm still following the callings, you know, yeah. but I'm aware that there is a middle ground and I, I don't want to be extreme anymore. Mm. And I really did for a minute. It's like, F this, F that, I'm out.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and
1: it felt, I was packaging it and speaking on it in such a way that felt really enlightening, but I was ignoring this other layer of it that was definitely like, I'm scared.
2: Yeah. And I don't
1: want to face this. Right. You know, but the truth is, it reveals itself you don't have to work for that Mm. and so the convoy came so many different things happened at Sage Valley that were like hey this is still here this is still here yeah this is still for you yeah look at it Mm -hmm. you know
0: yep yep did I sum that up (laughs) beautifully yeah I have more that I want to say but I almost I almost feel like we should just like let it do that (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. that an episode. Okay.
2: Cool. well we finally got to do this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm trying to
0: get you on officially. I know. Paint <laughs> for like almost all year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we made it. Yeah. We made
2: it.